It's not often that we read from the Apocrypha. Um, pretty cool to do so occasionally. Uh, it's one thing I love about our tradition is that uh, these rather mysterious books for many of us uh, are able to be explored. And here we have uh, just good, solid wisdom. Wisdom is personified in the Hebrew Bible, in the uh, book of Proverbs, um, <clears throat> as well as here in Ecclesiasticus. Ecclesiasticus means church book, um, referring probably to how it was accepted in the canon or accepted by the church, although not accepted into the full canon, but was a book of wisdom that was um, quoted in Hebrew, so probably originally written in Hebrew, but we have the Greek Greek version here. And here this, uh, this um, wisdom is being showed to us, and the way wisdom is always expressed in, in Scripture is uh, by saying the fear of the Lord has something to do with wisdom. What does the fear of the Lord have to do with wisdom? Fear is not something that uh, modern religion promotes. We want to be a religion that uh, is loving and accepting, and God loves you and make that very clear to people. Uh, one of the wonderful things that I know from interviewing many, many, many people who grew up in the Episcopal Church is that they had a good sense of that God, uh, the fact that God loved them um, and, and that God was not angry at them. And that was not always true of, of people who have grown up in other traditions, that God was sort of mad at them and uh, you had to sort of somehow get God to like you, probably by not holding your girlfriend's hand. That was probably one of the best ways to get God to like you. And purity culture and evangelicalism or um, uh, strict adherence to certain, um, certain acts of reverence in Roman Catholic churches for kids. Um, one of my Roman Catholic friends, she's not Roman Catholic anymore. She's an atheist now. She went to Catholic school and she um, went up for communion, took communion. And on her way back from communion, she waved at her friend who was sitting in the pew and she got in big trouble for that because she was being irreverent in church. And she said to the to the teacher, or nun, I'm not sure which it was, said, um, you know, if Jesus is up there at the altar, Jesus would wave to his friend if he saw his friend. That was her defense. I thought it was a pretty good defense. Uh, and yet, um, these are the kinds of, of things that, that religious people do to children, uh, not intentionally, but often sends them a message that God is mad at them and God um, uh, is angry at them at all times. Uh, I do think God is quite formal in many ways. <laughs> That's um, you know, something the Episcopal Church uh, practices uh, in our worship, in their orderly worship, and yet um, God is a lot of things. God is beyond our measurement. God is beyond anything we can know. And so the fear of God fits into this mystery of God. Uh, I'm afraid of things that I don't really fully understand. I'm afraid of um, things that uh, I don't know fully about. I think a lot of our fear of death is the mystery of it, the fact that we really don't know what it will be like um, to either to wake up on the other side of eternity uh, or to experience the pain and suffering of that event. 
and yet it is a mystery, and so we have fear about it. And so the fear of God is a lot of things. I don't want to boil it down to just one sort of talking point or something. But um, many people have said over and over over the years that in good relationships, in solid relationships, we ought to be a little afraid that our selfishness and our sin uh, will, will hurt the other person in that relationship. And we are in a relationship with the holy and living God, a relationship where God does most of the work, a relationship where God extends most of the grace, um, a relationship where um, it's pretty one way in many ways, and yet we're part of it. God longs to be in relationship with us. And so the whole moment of the incarnation of his son on this planet was a moment of deep relational um, connection with us. And so in that relationship, there's a little bit of fear, fear that, that, we, will, um, that we will lose it or fear that we will uh, somehow violate the trust that's been given us as in human relationships. Uh, perfect love casts out fear, the Apostle John tells us. So the love of God and the fear of God are intermingled. Um, fear, uh, fear of a capricious and uh, moody God, perhaps as some of our fathers were or some of our parents were, um, is misplaced fear. God is not that way with us. We are God's in God's family. God has loved us with an everlasting love. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ, Paul says. And yet, a good fear is the fear of the mystery, the mystery of God, that we know that whatever we say about God, um, we're only just scratching the surface of ultimate reality. Paul Tillich was a World War I army chaplain and theologian who kind of promoted that term um, of, of God as the ground of being. Uh, a lot of people talk about God that way as the ground of being, uh, so that that this depth of God is felt in that term. Um, just like I have no idea what's under me right now. I know there's a floor and there's a foundation, but you go down into the earth, there's things down there that um, are, uh, are beyond our imagination. Um, and you go farther all the way down to the molten center of the earth. You're talking something really deep that no one has ever seen. And God is, is more like that than like some... A curious object that we can study under glass. And so that mystery of God is connected to the fear of God. And it is in contemplation of that mystery that we become wise. Uh, I think one of the greatest compliments to pay anybody in this day and age is that they are wise. Um, it's, it's, it's rare, few and far between that you can think of a wise person, um, someone who embodies wisdom in a profound way. I want to be one of those people. Um, and we all have flashes of wisdom, and I have flashes of wisdom, right? Uh, but I want to get more wise, and it's in contemplation of the mystery and the fear of God that we become wise. And so Ecclesiasticus offers that opportunity to us to learn a little bit about God's being and God's mission in the world. This is how wisdom goes into in, into us and how we offer wisdom to the world. Uh, we owe the coming generations the wisdom that we have. And how do we present that in a compelling way that they actually hear and can understand and listen to? Not just us telling a bunch of stories at them, trying to get them to be like us, but to share 
the life experiences we've had with suffering, pain, grief, how do we share that in a way that connects with them? Those are all the responsibilities of wisdom, and it all begins at the fear of the Lord.